0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't say going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that
1: can't wait to see the remake of Taken, starring Paul Zazan, who, of course, has a particular set of stills oh god that's
0: a deep cut Kyle oh man
1: you have to know several things in a row to understand that
0: oh shit I'm Mike Johnson I'm Kyle Getz. we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and seriously you just made a bunch of uh, like art, art history art. majors jizz themselves they were
1: like it was worth it <laughs> finally
0: <laughs>
1: um today we are gonna talk about football uh,
0: oh god hey kyle uh, hey mike you have to do all of this show just on i your own.
1: do
0: yes why because of the three of us i think you're the only one that has unironically worn pads
1: wait (laughs) which way do you mean that because when i got my butt surgery i also wore actual pads (laughs) so did i that's Um, really great good times (laughs) times. (laughs) we should do an episode about like i don't know i was gonna say feminine products because that's what everyone fucking calls them but they're not for females clearly even cis men can use them because our butts were bleeding anyway no this is about football yes i played football one year yep um, and we're gonna have some guests join us. Uh, they are a, another Seattle uh, <laughs> podcast called My Gay. What?
0: No, I no, no, just like we didn't want to talk
1: about football, so we got some lesbians. <laughs> we got some lesbians to talk about football. I'm actually kind of excited about about that because you would think they'd be on to talk about softball. So we'll talk about those things too. But yeah, they do the podcast My Gay Life, uh, and uh, they're really awesome. We've been chatting with them for a while, so we'll yeah. have them on
0: shortly but first but first all right um well okay so last week's polari word of the week was billy do and we got more feedback about that than most polari words of the week yeah i'm going to play a voicemail from a listener in canada who wanted to help us out
2: hello gayish podcast this is stephanie medill calling from saskatoon saskatchewan and i'm calling to help you a little bit with your french a uh, billet doux, um, from which the term Billy-Doo arose, um, is French for love letter. Billet is a letter or a ticket or a short message. And doux means soft or sweet or not alcoholic or love. And so a billet doux is a love letter. And it seems pretty clear how somebody would mispronounce that training in English and turn it into billy Do. Anyway, love the podcast. Bye-bye.
0: There was just something so legit about the way she said billet. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you say anything you want in, a, in an accent and we'll believe you.
0: Yeah, that was my advice to uh, Tim Pearson, Tim in Alaska, Tim, um, who was wondering how the what the best way was to cuss somebody out for not wearing their mask at the grocery store. And my suggestion was yell at them with a French accent because you'll sound <laughs> ruder and classier at the same time. I love it. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. Thanks for that.
0: Yeah, we need all the help we can get, kids. <laughs> um, are you ready for the yeah, news? I am. Okay, here we go. So
1: I don't have a news. I should have thought about a a song.
0: Yeah, see, oh, baby,
1: it's... baby, the news is gonna let me know that nothing is right here.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay. Did you hear that the free Britney movement got like a serious fucking smackdown this week? No. I didn't put this in the news, but I totally could have. <laughs> uh, a- apparently, the court upheld her dad's conservatorship. What the fuck? And and also said that he has the right to seal it from public scrutiny. So, like, it's actually a step backwards because now there will be even less transparency into what he's doing That's, and why.
1: This is insane. <laughs> I don't get it. What's going on? Why is she trapped? It's imagine like one <laughs> thing you did like so long ago one thing kyle yeah there was one head shaving and one umbrella incident <laughs> and that's the extent of it but no like one time in her life that like you can never you can never get over you're never allowed to move on from someone that controls one thing you I
0: did, that one thing i did that was the whole year of 2011 <laughs>
1: but you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yeah, okay right no i agree leave britney alone
1: she... Well, <laughs> set her free. If you love something, set it free.
0: <laughs> All right, the actual news. Are you okay, ready? Sure. Okay. So, uh, London has something called the Outside Project, which is a grassroots organization that opened in 2018. Um, no,pe sorry, they've been around for a while, but in 2018 they opened the first LGBT plus homeless shelter uh, in the UK, and they have named their newest shelter after marsha p johnson oh cool yeah so they've opened a brand new lgbt plus domestic abuse refuge and named it for sylvia rivera and marsha p johnson i guess it's both of them it's the marsha p johnson and sylvia rivera's star house is what they're calling it Oh, um,
1: because Star is the uh, the name of the um, place they opened uh, after Stonewall to help uh,
0: trans people have a place to go. Yep, 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 yep. So they're specifically calling it out because of uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Apparently, you know, especially for trans people, domestic abuse and domestic violence is a serious concern, and because quarantine has put us all indoors some of us indoors with our abusers um there's a a big need for a place for people to go particularly queer people very much particularly queer people of color and uh so they're trying to you know fill that need that's why did that almost come out sexual okay (laughs)
1: Well, that sounds like it's, like, they wanted to buy gizmos, so we're filling that need. It sounds like a marketing <laughs> transaction, but I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, 16% of trans women experienced domestic abuse last year, um, alongside 7.5% of cis women. And um, we really, it's, I mean, we need to talk about it more. We've got a whole bunch of shit going on, but we definitely... Um, have a lot of work to do in that department
1: yeah yeah absolutely it's interesting to see it like the the types of things the pandemic has exacerbated or, or brought to the forefront and it sucks when you don't even think about like wow staying home sucks for everyone but especially if you know you're you have to now live with someone who's abusive you can't get away
0: yeah well okay great i was gonna do these in a different order but that was such an amazing segue here we go you're More welcome depression. oh great uh, this week, it, writing for the World Economic Forum, Amit Paley, the CEO of the Trevor Project, said that there has been a surge in the number of LGBT plus people reaching out about suicide prevention. <laughs> They've had approximately double the usual number of contacts. Damn. Uh, all exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic quote prior to the pandemic lgbtq youth have been found to be at significantly increased risk for depression anxiety and attempting suicide and furthermore young lgbtq people already face disproportionate rates of unemployment and homelessness it is clear that the widespread anxiety physical distancing and economic strain caused by covid19 have exacerbated these concerns and created new unique problems for many of them um
1: Yeah, it's like that idea of like, if your home is a toxic environment, now you don't have your escape anymore.
0: Yep. Yep, that's absolutely true. And just like domestic abuse, there's a lot of people are trapped. They're just trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think we've said it before on the show, but it bears repeating, uh, um, quote, according to the Trevor Project's research, young LGBTQ people who report having at least one accepting adult were 40% less likely to report a suicide attempt in the past year uh, for some that accepting person could be simply a teacher coach or school counselor um that number is
1: one impressive like to to show how important it is to get support but also kind of sad that it's like it's like we just want one person. Like that shouldn't even it should be given that there's at least one person in everyone's life that is supportive but of course that's that's not a guarantee in this world. It's like such a, a low threshold to saving someone's life.
0: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So mm tell a gay kid that they're awesome i don't know (laughs) yes
1: every well okay but you don't know who's gay so every child you walk up to you say if you're gay you're perfect and then run away
0: (laughs) (laughs) great uh news the last yeah okay so there's a irish senator named finton warfield and he is uh, member of Sinn Fein, and apparently there is—he's uh, openly gay—and there was a picture going around on Instagram of him wearing a speedo and a T-shirt that had a picture of Pope Francis on it, but sort of tied up, you, you know, like uh, BDSM style. No, 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 like like here's my belly button style. Um,
1: but oh, the, the the guy wearing it tied it up in the middle to make it have a
0: little bow and make it cute. Yeah, he is a senator, a gay senator in Ireland, and the socially conservative party Eontu, um <laughs> With four question marks at the end? Well, I don't know. Irish is so hard. Like, you can't, you can't, like, there's no correlation between the letters you see and what's supposed to come out of your mouth. <laughs> like, I don't know how they do it. But anyway, th- they picked up on this picture, which is actually several uh, years old, apparently, at least two years old. Anyway, saying, quote, why is a Sinn Féin senator purposely seeking to offend people's religious beliefs?
1: Right, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right, right,
0: right. Yeah. And um, so then there's, of course, big backlash from the rest of Twitter saying, like, the only reason you're saying this is because he's gay. Mm-hmm. Like, other people could wear that T-shirt and it would be fine. You think because he's wearing that T-shirt and because he's gay, that means it's targeted attack on your religion um they just want
1: everything to be about them
0: yeah yep 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 twitter user Stephen todd tweeted quote the attacks on fenton warfield are founded in blatant homophobia nothing more nothing less one of the most inspiring young men i know uh social democrat counselor owen hanley tweeted quote fenton warfield is sound takes on being a public figure without conforming and doesn't deserve the tar being flung at him. Can the homophobes get a new hobby? Tar being
1: flung at him. That's
0: jizz, right? Yeah. If he's lucky. Um, yeah, I just, uh, the, the other thing, the other thing is, uh, he's incredibly attractive in my opinion. (laughs) Oh, so it worked for him. So it worked. It were, it,
1: yes. Yes. In yes. my mind he looks like Archer when Archer pretends to be gay and dyes his hair blonde. This is what I'm picturing in my head.
0: Okay. Well, I don't want to ruin that little picture for you. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean I- this this is sort of an ongoing series of, of topics that I've been bringing up lately where, like, we assume that it's just the United States where shit is fucked. And mm. that there are all of these, like, liberal utopias where shit is not fucked. Oh. And 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 shit is fucked there yeah t- let's t- sp- t-
1: spread the tar around <laughs> yeah, exactly. everyone has to wade through it um i i just think it's insane like uh this just reminds me of when um people brought up uh alexandria ocasio-cortez like she danced in this video or whatever and she's spinning oh, her hair God. under like j- i just think at some point like as people age out that's a nice way of saying dying right um as yep. like as people get older like y- everyone's has pictures of everything you there will absolutely be a picture of every single senator and congressperson of them being a normal person and like uh, you can't you just have to fucking get over that people were people before they were in politics
0: yep and it's the okay here we go (laughs) goddamn fucking republicans are the snowflakes like yeah. to have to have the meltdown over Obama wearing a tan suit and, like, <laughs> and yet their guy can grab him by the pussy. I yeah. don't fucking understand yeah. the 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 amount of mental gymnastics necessary to be just how they are is fucking offensive.
1: I will also say uh I don't want to say that it's like Democrats and Republicans are in equivalent to this, because they absolutely are not. Um I do see often Uh, Democrats, particularly when they're trying to disparage uh, Trump and particularly Melania Trump talking about her history, posing nude as a thing against her and using, you know, really like shitty uh, language uh, about women that it's just like, uh, find other shitty things about her because I don't care if you pose nude, like that should not disqualify you. What should disqualify you is not having experience supporting, saying you're against bullying, but not doing anything about it. Like, you know but there's a bunch of shitty things you can find
0: yeah yeah i agree with that i agree with that there there's there's part of me that wants to talk about uh it feeding the narrative that trump is only cares about appearances and that he throws his wives away to pick up newer hotter ones like Sure. Like there's part of it there that isn't actually about her. It's about him and how he treats women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We should absolutely talk about that and focus on that. But it
0: has nothing to do with photo shoot. She did. Yeah. In fact, we'll see what happens if, if she, if she divorces him or he dies uh, and, and we see how she reacts to that. She might be pulling off the longest con in history, man. She might just (laughs) like, uh, man, maybe he'll die and then she'll divorce him oh god please god for christmas that's all i want
1: (laughs) all right uh that's the news that's the news um well i want to thank uh patreon members uh chris hubbard do we know (gasps)
0: yes (laughs) we used to work we used to work together and now you had to you had to beep that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or did i are
1: we entering a new era of transparency no we're yeah. not um uh Sahil garza uh, chris roberts tom mallum and ben schwartz uh so thank you to all of our patreon members uh if you want bonus episodes content and shit the last uh, bonus segment we did was uh for sexting uh sexting tips uh in which we disagreed with most of the internet's uh sexting tips um and mike and mike really laid the law down um but you can go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast and we- wait
0: i think i was drunk when we recorded that it's gonna be fun to hear again for the first time
1: <laughs> 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 yeah i it was it was good um so go thanks for to everyone who supports us
0: yeah thank you we really do appreciate it yeah do you want to talk about
1: football?
0: Let's talk about football. Oh wait, no, what? never mind. Mm. Cut, cut that. I was going to talk about the happy hour, but it's too late. The happy hour will have happened.
1: Oh, got it. We, well,
0: we will, we we will have had eaten ass. <laughs> 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 the,
1: the past, blue, present, perfect, <laughs> or whatever you. <laughs> we yeah. had let's a, talk about football. Oh, we had ahead. a we had a blast at the happy hour. We we will yeah. have had a blast at the happy hour. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um yeah okay football football you said i'm football i'm the the most knowledgeable <laughs> about football or at least the only one to have played yeah i played in seventh grade and
0: wow. i felt uh, i don't want to embarrass you but i do want to ask were, were you oh, a, were you a were you a big kid as a seventh grader i was always taller big
1: yeah i was always taller um which mm-hmm. is why everyone like tried to get me to play basketball and when i did i sucked like but I kept making the team because I was tall. Everyone, this is like one of those, st- this is one of those things I always talk about, like people equating me being tall or having broad shoulders with being straight. And and I think that's the the step that I'm taking of like, Oh, you're tall, do you play basketball? like you must must be like uh, good at sports, which is like all these assumptions about masculinity, which um yeah. uh yeah, I played football in seventh grade because a lot of uh obviously growing up in Texas, a lot of my not close friends but like a lot of people I knew played football in like outside leagues um mm. before. You know, we could play for school, and I was just like, I want to know how that is, and so I like opted to sign up, and I did, and I did that, and then I go, oh, but man, I hated it, and like many sports, I was <laughs> so bad. I was a tight end, and I just pushed. I just, I was just supposed. Sorry. to, Sorry, <laughs> you still are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Like all, I knew what to do was was I t- no 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 sorry, I got distracted by the the sexual. Uh, implication of i was a defensive end which is the tight end of the defense i think great okay um all i knew is i was supposed to like run forward and push the guy in front of me
0: oh yeah okay
1: yeah but i hated it and so i quit and uh i was one of the few people like they got the coaches got this group of like maybe 20 guys that were all planning on quitting football together at like after pe once and we're like we think you all should stay. And in my head I was like fuck, no. <laughs> like this yeah. absolutely not. I fucking hated it. So hard.
0: Yeah. Um well, so my um my uncle, my dad's brother, I I forget how much I've talked about him on the show before or not, but he's in this weird space of like he was young enough. He was he was much younger than my dad. In fact, were equally spaced. My 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 dad and and uncle were were thirteen years apart, and my uncle and I were thirteen years apart. Um, so I remember him being in high school. I was really little, but I I remember it anyway. He broke his femur in high school. E. and uh, it, I think like I think when it's dudes, they call it a hemer Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly um but like really 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 fucked his leg up like Ugh. real bad and um that led to i think my mom and dad both were sort of pressuring me not to play football huh. which i was fine with <laughs> <laughs> um but my brothers both played they sort of wore them down they really wanted to and like if there's any sign that there's like a correlation of being gay and being into sports or not that's the perfect example because i was like oh too bad i can't play football because of uncle jim's leg but then <laughs> you know martin and matthew were like please can we play please can we please <laughs> yeah please let us and then and then they did so they, they both played um high school ball
1: i think i was uh similar in that i uh did sports but then like quit by my freshman, like the last sport I did was cross country, my freshman year of, of uh, high school, but my brother kept going. He played football and soccer. He ended up being the team captain for soccer. Um, and so it was like very clear that, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to go over here to this band world because they don't, because I can do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I think the only good thing about uh football was you know the pads and the the like outfit you get to vada some Fabulosa Harris in uh, some strides that let me Arthur later, yeah,
0: you do Polari <laughs> word of the week. Polari, I don't know what you said, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> I decided this time is gonna be a little bit different for the parlari Polari of the week. maybe I put together lots of words we've learned already uh into a sentence so that we can so, refresh and remind you said v- vada some bona harris is that what v- you said vada some fabulosa harris
0: so see some amazing ass
1: yep in in strides <laughs> in
0: pants in pants uh and arthur later and jack off later <laughs> exactly that's fantastic kyle oh thank you we're like a phrase book now <laughs>
1: We've moved on to the part of Duolingo where you have to like put the words together. Like this lady is holding an apple. It's like the dumbest, like the weirdest things. Like she planted an apple in the ground, and you're like, why do I? That's not a phrase. Duolingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Go to so Duolingo. football lets you.
0: F- football lets you vada some fabulosa Harris in strides. So that you can Arthur later. Is yeah, that, what, that was the whole thing. Yeah that's a lot you covered like six weeks of polari
1: yeah 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 (laughs) why would we do them one at a time let's just do them all at once i said on grinder um
0: talking about football
1: (laughs) (laughs) um uh i the worst part was the helmet and i don't know what it was but the helmet gave me like my neck hurt so bad. And I would like, I don't understand it. That was like, honestly, one of the worst parts about it is it mm. just, it hurt so much. And eventually I like the fact that I would go up to a coach and ask or say anything. It was rare. Cause I didn't do that. But like I had, I went up to the coach and asked if I could take off my helmet. That was usually not allowed. Um, no. because it's hurt so fucking much. And I don't know why. Um, I want to say just a few things before we have our guests on um sure i looked up uh, just not like studies but i was just trying to find um what are some numbers that are out there about uh, lesbians in women's sports um okay so what i found um just a few things in the wnba (laughs) yes they exist yes Yes. well yes (laughs) that's that's the thing we i mean we know that there are far more out lesbian players in women's sports than out gay men and men's sports. Um yeah. they seem to be ahead of ahead of that. Um but in the WNBA All-Star team, uh 32% of them, which is seven of them, were publicly out. Uh that that was as of twenty eighteen. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: That's so many.
1: Yeah. So like and I doubt that a third of the entire, you know, WNBA is uh is out, but um but the fact that a third of them roughly are are amazing enough to be on the All-Star team and uh, presumably overrepresented is don't fuck with lesbians man don't fuck with lesbians <laughs> when they're dribbling um <laughs> oh, no i don't know um in the 2019 fifa women's world cup um out of 24 teams 40 people were lgb uh lgb uh people uh, 38 players one coach and one trainer and uh, the interesting thing is when I looked up softball, I was, I was like, surely there'll be a number there. Um, I could not, all I could find there, there were four out players on the, the big list on Wikipedia of like, here, here's all the homosexuals. Oh my God. I just realized <laughs> like, we don't have to worry about privately tracking gay people to like hunt them down. It's just on Wikipedia. Do you think Wikipedia was invented by, uh, McCarthy
0: I, well, to do no. the homosexuals? <laughs> Well, I was I was thinking like, uh, we tried to be on Wikipedia and they shut us down. Like, yeah, we're, we're trying. To, please track us. And please. They're like, Nah, we're good. Thanks. <laughs>
1: Let's give you. Here's all the data. Yeah, when the f, if the FBI is like, Nah, I don't need to track your data. No thanks. That means you're just really not interesting because they love <laughs> tracking people. Okay. Um. Yeah, I could only find four out softball players, uh, but interestingly, when I looked up articles about softball, mostly what they were saying is like women try extra hard to, because it's the stereotype women have to try extra hard to not uh, come off as lesbian. So they'll Mm -hmm. like, they'll, they'll work overtime and like present even more femme or, you know, try to be like really adamant that they're not lesbians just to combat the stereotype. So that was most of the articles I found when I looked up that part. So it was like very interesting um, given, given stereotypes and assumptions
0: about softball. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I think lesbians, I definitely think softball. Yeah, like yeah, that's for sure a, a stereotype. And now um, it'll be
1: interesting to talk about, uh, talk more about softball and football and women's
0: sports. Yeah. Also, there are all of those girls that play football in high school now. And I automatically assume that they're lesbians also. And I know that's not fair, but it's definitely in my thinking process.
1: Yeah, yeah I think anything uh that presents more masculine it's that idea of like if it's if it's a woman doing something masculine it's lesbian quote-unquote masculine if it's a man doing something quote-unquote feminine it's it's gay
0: yeah when it's just like people like shit people like doing shit yeah and some people don't like doing shit like man you go for it that's (laughs) me (laughs) hello (laughs) Uh, so when we get back from the break, we are going to have Cindy Butts-Houghton from My Gay Life, and yeah. we're going to talk more about football. Yeah. So should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a, one, two, three, <laughs> break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? we're back <laughs> we're back it was it was halftime we got some concessions and now we're back
1: <laughs> oh those like ice things that you pour like what are those that you pour like sh- snow sugar cones? water on the snow cones yeah yeah but they're All in right. like
0: triangle cups they were like so weird back in the day anyway <laughs> so we're here with cindy buzz Houghton of the my gay life podcast cindy welcome to the show
2: thank you so much for having me
0: yeah absolutely we're, we're glad you're here in like this weird COVID world where we're all in the same city, but we're in four different houses.
2: Yes. I was hoping to be you know sitting on a couch next to you guys, but that's not going to happen anytime yeah.
0: soon. Yeah. Uh,
1: not on the cards yet, but what is in the cards is talking about football. <laughs> Ooh,
2: my favorite topic. <laughs> uh,
0: before we get into football, though, could you maybe tell us a little bit about your show, My Gay Life, and what, what y'all do over there?
2: absolutely so i have a co-host her name is becca and she is not with us today but she will join in on our end of the podcast with some commenting um and we've been doing this for probably about over two years a little over two years we basically just had the idea to get together and talk about our life and as two lesbians it is a gay life we are not together though my wife's name is becky so there is a little confusion sometimes um so we just thought it would be fun to have guests and just kind of put a little podcast out there talking about things that interest us, whether the guests are gay or not, does not matter to us. We love everybody. So we- But you we,
1: prefer gays, right? We, we do. The gay ones no, are we, better. Well,
2: yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Come on. But we'll take who we can get, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's that's no. the gayest thing I've heard. <laughs> um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's actually good. Um, you and Becca met by playing football. Is that right?
2: We sure did. We sure did. I was her coach.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Yes, I played for about nine years. Uh, and then she came along when I started coaching. So I was her coach for a couple of years.
0: So when you say played, is that like like school or is that like a, a club in the community? What, what, is that? what organization is that?
2: Well, I've been in football for 20 years and we've had very different titles so we used to be called semi-pro though we've never been paid to play um, but <laughs> so I don't know how they got away with the semi-pro title we don't like to call ourselves a rec league because we are a little bit above a rec league so we do call ourselves pro semi-pro but there's you know there's a little line there because we're not we actually pay to play um, mm. so yeah but it's Yo. not a school league. It's it's adults in their everyday life playing tackle football. Women playing tackle football. And we are fully clothed, not in our underwear. <laughs>
1: is that <laughs> wait, is that a common question you get?
2: That's the only question I get oh, when I boy. say I when I play football. Oh, you play in the lingerie league? Oh god. No.
1: If it helps, <laughs> that was not one of the bullet points on my list to talk to you about. That didn't even cross my mind. Well good. that's the gayest thing about me
2: you are now my favorite
0: (laughs) (laughs) is that a is that a is that a seattle thing then or is it is it multiple cities
2: oh it's all over the country yeah it's everywhere
0: is it and, international also or just just the US?
2: I was just going to say it is international. Our league obviously is the US only. Even though I retired from playing in the league, I do go back every year and play in the Women's World Games, which is once a year, it's one week and it's women from all over the world playing American football, which is phenomenal because I think the last time they had 17 countries and over 240 people. So to Whoa. think, yeah, and not all of them spoke English, but when you're on the field, man, you speak the same language on the field, which is kind of amazing. So it, it, it was a great experience. And to see it take off all over the world is kind of amazing because it is American football. And it's not taken off everywhere, but some places like Japan, it's intense. And Australia, woo, wow, I might move there just to play football. I mean, I, yeah, I won't so because any, I'm I'm old, so I won't do that.
0: <laughs> any sort of sense of like what what percentage of that population is queer?
2: I if I had to guess, and this is just me being in it for so long, I would say at least eighty five percent is queer. Whoa! Yeah, damn. Can, yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> it's pretty big. And I will tell you a fun fact. Every year that I've played or coached, and this is twenty years now somebody comes out, at least one comes out every time.
0: That's <laughs> great. And,
1: and, and do you think they were kind of on that direction already? Or do you think like being in the football team contributes to that? Does football I, make you gay? Does football <laughs> make you gay is really what I want to get to.
2: I don't want to make any broad statements here. <laughs> see, see what I did there? Any broad yeah, statements? But <laughs> <gasps> all day long, guys, all day. Um, I think it's people find that they're not alone And they have a community around them and it makes them feel comfortable enough to say it's okay for me. I feel safe now because even if they feel rejected in their life at home or at work, they have a community of football players that will not reject them. So they have a family forever. So it is. uh, That's pretty profound. I like that.
1: I know. We should just end there. That's going to be the best thing any of us says all day. Um, (laughs) Hopefully
0: we recorded that.
1: Hopefully we got that. So it's interesting because when we talk about stereotypes, we, I mean, some we can disprove and some we can confirm. And this to me confirms the stereotype that women are more likely to play at least football than, I mean, especially compared to men's leagues where there's, you know, the first or second person coming out in a lot of different leagues.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely there's not a lot of pressure on the women to have to maintain a contract or a sponsorship or a fan base. I mean, you you are who you are on that football field, and we're just playing a game that we love. Well, that's
1: interesting to think about why it could be, and, and so do you think those aspects are why people are more likely to come out or be out?
2: I think so, yeah. Hmm. That's just my opinion, though. Interesting.
0: So as somebody who just doesn't get it, I just don't yeah. get it, but Wait, what you don't what, get what, what specifically, Mike? Uh, let me finish my question, cool. Kyle <laughs> as, as somebody just doesn't get it. What attracts you to the sport of football like what <sighs> what just draws you in?
2: well, I mean, I watched football when I was five years old, and I could sit with my mom and I could tell you what the plays meant. I knew who everybody was on the field and what they were doing at five or six years old. I loved football from a very early age. When I got into playing it, it, I mean, it pushes you physically to things you never thought you could do. And then once you do them, like throwing your body at somebody else to knock them over, once you do that, you don't want to stop. That's an amazing, powerful feeling. But there's just so much strategy. I love to play defense because I like trying to figure out the offense. There's so much strategy on the field, faking people out mentally and physically. And it just it, that just attracts me to it. And you can't be a one-person team. You have to be 11 people at a time. So to have to bring 11 people together to do one thing, I, I just think that that's interesting. When you take the sport out of it and just look at it from that standpoint, I think it's so fascinating that we're able to do that every year.
0: Kyle and Dan, was the last time you brought together 11 dudes to do one thing? <laughs> Probably this week. Uh... Yes.
2: Nice. Congratulations, sir. <laughs>
1: Um, when you first started, like when you were initially like you knew everything about football, you know, the players, did you get any um, either blowback or, or resistance or judgment uh, for doing that?
2: Yes. But from my family, no. My mom taught me oh. how to throw football. I mean, football in my family was huge. I used to sit. She bought me a football uniform for Christmas when I was seven years old. And I would just sit around the house in a football uniform with a helmet on. That's just who I was. That was part of That's me. That's
0: adorable. I yeah. mean,
2: thank you. Uh, nobody wanted to play because I didn't have any female friends that wanted to play football, and the boys didn't really want me to play with them mm. until I threw a football, and then they wanted mm. me on their team. So, <laughs> but I, I tried to play in high school, and my high school was not ready for it, so I did not get to play in high school, and I didn't. You get wanted to, play
0: to be on the men's team? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: What what, what part of the country was your high school?
2: Uh, Southern Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C. Okay. And we're talking early 90s. I graduated high school in 93. So early 90s, we just weren't there yet. And then when I graduated and I went into the professional world and I found a a team, I thought, this is the best thing in the world. And it was. It has been.
1: (laughs) When did you come out then? I'm curious how that (laughs) aligned with your football interests. If it was just like everyone was like, oh, okay, We've got a little lesbian here.
2: Well, I bet you that's what my mom was like. She was just waiting for me. She was waiting for me to say it, but I didn't come out till college, my senior year of college. So it took me a while, but my mom was not surprised at all. (laughs) She said, well, it's about time. (laughs) (laughs) Now take me to a Melissa Etheridge concert, because that's what we did. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I noticed in your signature, your title is CEO.
2: Mm Hmm.
1: Excellent. Tell me more about that. That sounds – you're so you're yeah. super fancy.
2: I'm super fancy. I am a volunteer CEO. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's – like I said, there's no money in women's football right now, but I have been the CEO of the Majestics for four years. Um, and it's, it's – I don't know. It's one of the best things I do. And it's one of the hardest things I do. One, I don't get paid. So I'm basically working another full-time job without getting paid, but it's for football. And I love football and I love these players. And to be there for them, someone who's been through what they're going through. So I understand, you know, struggling to find the money and then waking up the next day and being so sore, but you still have to go to work, but you still want to play football. I've been through all of it. So I just want to guide them through football and give them whatever they need out of it because some of them come to football for so many different reasons, and I just want to be able to to have them grow in that atmosphere the way that they need to, and at the same time work with the league to try to get us on the map so we can make money doing this. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. what, what do you think is holding you back from being a professional league that gets paid <laughs> that you know has an audience? And
2: well, the first thing is there's women playing in their underwear, and that's what everybody wants to see, mm-hmm. so they get paid to play. they do (laughs) dramatic pause (laughs) yeah um yeah that does not help the women who are really playing real football actually get out there because they're oh there's an underwear league let me see what they're doing that and that that's holding us back but i think in general it's just not something society is ready for yet. We are definitely getting there. You know, I, I'm friends with with Katie Sowers, who coaches for the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm friends with women who are actually making strides in the NFL to get there. We don't want to play with the NFL. We just want to play in our own league. We want to be like the WNBA. We want to get respected and, and get paid to do what we love.
1: Yeah. Speaking of the WNBA, I forget who it was, but I was reading something about one of the players who, uh, after leaving the WNBA... I think was straight and was like 98% of the women are lesbians and it was a difficult environment or like surely some (laughs) tragic bullshit. But uh, uh, given so many of the women are lesbians, I'm curious what you hear from the straight players.
2: I will tell you that from the straight players that I've associated with, they become extremely protective of us. And they become our greatest allies and they absolutely love us as a family. I have not had that experience with the women that I've spoken to. Um, But yeah, it's one big family, gay or straight. They just love each other so much. And some days hate each other because it is like a family. (laughs) (laughs) But they're so protective of us and they just want us to be treated fairly.
0: That's so sweet. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about, you know, when when we look at women in male sports or, or traditionally male sports mm-hmm. uh, it seems like the conversation eventually leads to the controversy of trans athletes mm-hmm. and yes. a, and level of acceptance depending on you know which which gender they identify as and where they are medically in that transition like can can you can you speak to that in your league in football do you have trans players? um how, is that controversial um i'm i'm curious
2: yes we do have trans players, and yes, it is controversial. It has it's it's been probably the most controversial thing that we've had to deal with. Women's football right now, I can tell you there's about four leagues in this country, which also makes it very confusing. People don't know who to follow or where to find anybody. But the leagues come and go, they fail because they're not ready, they lose money. You know, you need someone that can come in with money and a business plan, and usually they come in with money with no business plan, and then they fail. So then the teams jump to a different league. So it's been very confusing. But every league. League has different guidelines and the trans guidelines are always the hardest ones to 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 defend really um,
1: mm.
2: and basically we try to follow what the olympic committee follows you have to be you know you have to have transitioned for at least two to three years you transitioning female to male takes you out of playing women's football because you are choosing to be a male. So you can't play in a female game, but when you transition from male to female, you can play because you are identifying as a female and it's a women's league. So there's a lot of controversy around it. You know, there's, there's also a lot of females that are very masculine just by nature. And that causes a lot of controversy because then any team who suspects a player is not female can have that person tested and take that other team to court. You have that right to do that. So if you have a female player that has a little bit more facial hair, and you're playing against them, and they played a really good game, and you think, oh, maybe they're not a woman, you can actually, you can go to the team and say, I want you to test that player.
1: That seems very, oh, I don't know. I,
0: that, <laughs> that's, that's
2: very controversial. That's,
0: yeah, that seems like I assume it's happened. The fact mm-hmm. that it's a thing and you're talking about it means that it has happened. Oh, it
2: has happened, yes. Yes. To me or to my team, no. But in a league that I have played for, yes, it has happened.
1: Uh that feels similar to like the guidelines that I know the, the Trump administration put out around like, here's what to look for when you're looking like to look for trans people mm-hmm. and it's just this terrible like assumptions or or yeah, you're right, like masculine, more masculine presenting yeah. cis women could I don't know that that feels weird. And I, I don't feel like I like that approach.
2: And, and we don't either. And which is why our team has never challenged because that's it's not fair. I, everybody is built differently. You just yeah. you have to accept that. Right. If if a team has somebody on their roster on a women's football in a, in a women's football league, I trust that that team knows what they're doing and they're not going to put a man on the roster. It's mm-hmm. that simple for me. So, but it is out there. It is a rule and you can absolutely do it.
1: Have have there ever been um, times where there has been a, you know, cis male um, on a team that was put on a team?
2: Not that I'm aware of, no. Because the person that I know that was tested was a woman. So the team that actually had her tested was wrong. Hmm. She's Hmm. just a very masculine woman.
1: (laughs) That's what it, like that also feels like the bathroom bills where it's like one there's not there's this doesn't actually happen so mm-hmm. you know i don't know why we're we're so worried about it and then two like uh, a lot of uh cis women end up being like attacked because people just make assumptions about like based on how they look and so it's like it's not just trans people then that get targeted
2: um yeah, which true. Is, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: So how do you, um, how have you been planning for COVID and the change (laughs) that's happened to sports and what is your league doing? What does your future look like?
2: Yeah. Well, how do you plan for that? We were not ready. We were in the middle of, uh, practice. We don't start our games until April. Our games run April through June. Uh So we shut down right before our season started. So Uh we did not have a season, which is, which is fine. We kind of knew that was going to happen. But now the problem with next season is one, we, you know, you see the NBA bubbling off. Well, we can't do that. We, we have jobs. We have families. We're not getting paid to play the game. So we can't go in a bubble to play our game. Uh, and it's not like baseball. I mean, you're in constant contact with other people. So it's, it's not like you can avoid anybody. Hmm. Um, and the other hard part is that, a lot of our coaches are high school football coaches. So mm. they're pushing high school seasons now from the fall to, to spring, which is when we play. So if we were to go back right now, I would probably be the only coach on the staff because I don't coach high school football. And I'm talking about a staff of eight coaches. I would lose seven coaches to high school football. <laughs> so wow. that would be very difficult. Wow. Um, so we're not the only team in this situation and we, we can't we just can't do anything about it. We're kind of the low end of the ladder when it comes to anything. And that's the frustrating part, too. Even trying to rent a field to practice on, we, we use school f- high school fields. But if there's a track meet or a soccer game, we get kicked off constantly. <laughs> so hmm. we'll show up and not have a field to practice on and have to go find a dirt field somewhere. So people aren't thinking about women's football. Only women football players are.
0: And are women football players then thinking about the NFL? like is it is it insular or are are you all also NFL fans?
2: Oh we're, I wouldn't say all majority NFL fans, yeah, yeah. um a lot of college football fans. there's a lot of husky fans around here. <laughs> i'm not from I'm not from Seattle, so I was surprised to see such loyalty to our university.
0: <laughs> if you're from if you're from Maryland, are you a Patriots fan then?
2: Um, no, I'm a Washington football team fan.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: That was a controversy we should talk about. (laughs) That was very specifically phrased.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I, yes. I grew up being a Washington football fan. (laughs) And I'm, and I'm happy about the name change. It's a long time coming. They needed to do that. So I'm Mm. glad they are.
1: Side note, I mean, Mike, way to go on all the football chat. You like, you named several teams based on location. <laughs> uh, that was
2: so good.
0: That was so good. Well,
2: in fairness, the Patriots are Massachusetts, so
0: uh, I was off by I was a
2: little off. Oh, a few hours. Suck it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but still good. Still good.
1: <laughs> um, what about? softball we we talked a little bit about softball that is the big like assumption especially for women's sports Mm -hmm. that that lesbians play softball so i'm curious to get your take on that
2: i'm probably the one lesbian who can't play softball i'm horrible (laughs) i played every other sport that you can imagine soccer basketball uh lacrosse football softball no thank you i i cannot hit that ball um (laughs) But yeah, I have a lot of friends that are softball players and lesbians. It is a huge lesbian community. I would almost say they probably are a bigger community than football, to be honest. Interesting. I don't know what it is. I'm also a horrible golfer, which is another stereotype. I can't. Oh. I go to a driving range and I hit everything I have, and the ball lands three inches in front of me, and then I get yelled at because I go pick up the ball. I'm like, well, it's only it's right there. I'm pu- putting it back in my bucket. But yeah, two two things I cannot do.
1: Do you get any judgment from the lesbian, especially lesbian sports community for those? <laughs>
2: I'm sure I do. <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> at least not to your face. <laughs> not to my
2: face, because I played football, remember?
1: <laughs> oh, yep.
2: <laughs> so um, you're
1: tougher than all of them.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna be hiding now because I'm afraid he's gonna show up. But no, I'm 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 sure I get judged because everybody wants a good lesbian on their softball team and I they're like, oh pick her, she's athletic. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> um uh, before uh, you came on we were talking about how there are some uh, I've read a few articles about uh softball and some women because of the stereotype trying extra hard to be more femme presenting uh, makeup with their hair like uh, to try to be like no 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 I'm I'm straight I'm curious how that uh, if you see that in football are there people who Want to prove, like, show everyone? Nope, I am not a lesbian. I am straight.
2: You know, it's interesting because I don't know if it's that they don't want to be perceived as a lesbian, but there are a lot of football players that put makeup on. The straight ones put makeup on before a game, and I used to have that when Hmm. I played college basketball. Before a game, there were two straight girls that would they would just put tons of makeup on right before the game. I don't know why. I ask them, I'm like, do you you realize you're going to sweat all that off and it's just going to look horrible in the end? (laughs) Well, there's always that chance I'm going to get my picture taken before I put my helmet on Mm. or not, but okay. (laughs) It just, it makes them feel more like themselves. And if that's what they need to do, great. I I feel like you're wasting a little bit of money with all that makeup you're putting on. It's going to come right off. But I I do see that a lot in sports that the, and it, it is always the straight girls. Maybe that's just by chance that are always putting the makeup on.
1: What about in the locker room? Is there weird locker room vibes?
2: I think every locker room is weird. You, <laughs> you always have, you always have the ones that don't care and just run around. They'll take anything off and run around and get in the shower or do whatever. And then you have the group that has to go into the stall to change because they're so shy about it. And then you have the group that has to go into another bathroom to even go to the bathroom because they're so shy about it. it. Every locker room is strange, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you just have to respect all the differences and i think once you show that respect it's it's a fine atmosphere to be in but it's definitely awkward
0: yeah just locker rooms strike fear into my heart it's just i'm so sorry it's it's a lifetime of just don't look super duper uncomfortableness don't
1: look don't look be cool be cool that's i was one of the ones that went into a like a the um, disabled showers so I could close the curtain instead of like the big group showers. Cause I just, yeah, I was always very uncomfortable. Locker rooms make me uncomfortable.
0: So walk me through, you said that your, your league is um, pro semi-pro that like, as far as skill level is concerned, it sounds like there's, there's a a pretty high bar there. Is there an entry point for a woman that wanted to start playing football for the first time? Uh, Like uh, how might they, gain access to the sport like what what do they what do they do?
2: If a team is lucky enough to have enough people, they'll have a practice squad., uh, but all the teams will have enough they have enough coaches that you can come on to any team. Every year we have a player who has never played football, who's never even heard of football. They just wanted to try it. And every year we've had somebody who's played for six or ten years. So you have to find the balance of starting from scratch every year for the people who don't have the knowledge, but still, enhancing the skills of the ones that have been doing it for so long. Women's football welcomes all levels. And like I said, if we're lucky enough, we'll have a practice squad. So those the newbies will get a chance to play and learn it at their level at their speed before we throw them into a game. But inevitably, we'll start a season with 4050 women. And by the time we play our first game, we're down to Twenty-five, thirty, and that could be financial reasons that could be work reasons that could be people have moved that could be because when you put the padding on and you lay your first hit it doesn't always feel good to some people and they don't want to do it so women's football is very welcoming for every level and because we don't have women's teams growing up you can't start in high school and, and college and get the skills that you need you kind of have to welcome everybody who's ready to play And that's what the women's league is all about. But we want to be able to compete at a high level. So we have to get you up to speed pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned the finances of it. How much much does it cost to play women's football if you're starting from absolute scratch?
2: You mean for a team or for a player?
0: For for a player, like if, if, as a as a barrier to entry, like I assume you have a, a shitload of equipment that you mm-hmm. have to buy, um, yeah, etc. Et like, how how much does it cost?
2: Well, to play in the league, any team can range between five hundred to a thousand dollars a season, just for you to mm-hmm. be able to play on the team. And then, of course, like you said, you have to buy the equipment. So you need shoulder pads, helmets, cleats. None of that is cheap. It's like hundreds of dollars. So you could easily spend about $600 in new equipment. Can you buy some used? Absolutely. Do you want to buy a used helmet? Probably not. Um, <laughs> so you have to put a good chunk up front to play this game. And you might as well invest for a couple of years because you've, mm-hmm. you've put that money out there.
1: Wow, so it sounds like it could end up being one to 2000 like with all the mm-hmm. expenses together. Easily, wow. yeah. Wow, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a lot of money to get hit by other people.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and yet I loved it. I <laughs> <Yeah>. loved it.
0: <laughs> so something I know that it's been um, a, a controversy in the NFL. I'm curious what you and your league mm-hmm. think about it as uh, CTE. Like if you're doing if you're doing full mm-hmm. contact, then you have to have chronic traumatic encephalopathy in your in your zone of concern. What mm-hmm. what is what does your league do to detect manage compensate for that phenomenon.
2: Well, we require that our coaches get concussion training first of all. So you have to you know how to recognize it and get the players off the field if it happens. We teach uh heads up football where you tackle with your head to the side. You know, back in the day the guys used to tackle with their helmets and they used to go straight into the chest with their heads. So, of course, there's going to be some brain damage there. So now we've we're we're teaching a new way of tackling where your head's off to the side. Now, Accidents happen. Bodies fly all over the place and things are going to hit your head. The helmets are a lot more advanced now. Even the mouth guards are more advanced now. Um, So it's a little bit safer. Women's football plays at about half the speed of men's football. So even when you're hitting somebody's body, you're not doing it as fast as the professional men are. And the bodies aren't as, they're not not solid muscle like the men. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um, it's not as common in women's football, but we are very cautious about it. And we will pull players even if we suspect they might have a concussion or if they just seem out of sorts. So we're very careful about it.
1: I thought, Mike, you when you started saying the controversy in men's football, I thought you were going to ask about kneeling during the anthem. That's has what the, I has thought. That, uh, has I that has that right come up at all, or, or you know what's kind of the <laughs> what, what have you seen in your league?
2: Well, I mean, this came up a, a few years ago when when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling. We had some teams in the leagues that were kneeling, partial kneeling. Some players weren't kneeling. We asked our team to do something as a team. And if they all wanted to kneel, we were all going to kneel. And if they all wanted to stand, we were going to stand. So our team chose to stand with linked arms. That's what we chose as a team because we felt like whatever we were going to do, we wanted to do it as a unified front. Now it's a little different. And I think when we come back to it, our league has been really big um, supporting Black Lives Matter. Our team has been really big supporting Black Lives Matter. So I think when we come back to actually playing... You know, the first controversy is, do we even play the national anthem anymore? Then the second controversy is, do we do we kneel? I mean, I'm not going to stop any of my players from kneeling if if that's what they want to do. And I will kneel right next to them if that's what they choose to do. Uh, I hope we do it as a team like the NBA has. But again, you see one or two players that still won't do it. And that's fine. I think we just need to support what each other's doing. But I think it's definitely going to come up. We don't play until April, so by then, who knows what's going to happen? And uh, I can, you know, I'll give you guys an update when that time comes. But I think, as the CEO of my team, I fully support it, and we'll kneel right next to them if that's what they want to do.
1: Awesome. Um, I feel like we should ask, like, technical foot. What's your favorite play? What's your favorite? position how what's your favorite practice drill i don't know wow you're really trying
2: look at you (laughs) Um, it's so sweet i don't know say
1: basically i'm saying say technical football things so that people that like football will actually hear things (laughs) that they want (laughs) to
2: hear well i played linebacker because i think it's the best position on the field um and again, it's because you're the one that has to figure it all out. So you're you're the one that gets the first hit and the hardest hit. So linebacker and uh, any blitzing that the linebacker gets to do, you know, when they get to jump that snap and get in there and make that sack, that's a great feeling. I love that. Um, I I mean, I can talk technical all day, but I don't want you guys you to glaze over. <laughs>
1: jump that snap i think that's like the fact that you said that like we've got our technical football points that's all we Um. really needed
0: (laughs) you're welcome yep yep. (laughs) before we go to the break um i'm interested in what didn't we cover what should what should we have asked you what should we have talked about and didn't
2: oh wow um i mean anything about me is amazing um (laughs) (laughs) Because Becca's not here, so I can say whatever I want.
1: Do you and Becca get competitive? Uh, given you both play uh, play football,
2: we are very competitive um, against each other. No, because we play two very different positions. She was a defensive end and a long snapper, and she played on the line. Um, and I'm a linebacker, and I play a skilled position. So, not that she's not skilled. She <laughs> hates when I see. She hates when I say that. Oh but that's this what, is no this is the time to do it
1: she's not here to talk shit about her
2: yeah i played a skilled position <laughs> <I> <laughs> where the real the work balls. happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but we are both very competitive yeah
0: um kyle yes should we take a break yeah let's, let's take a break we, we talked about all of the football that there is <laughs> to football <laughs> sure <laughs> i mean per, per you this is a big a big subject and i'm sure that we'll be coming back to it yeah. so um but yeah, let's, let's take a break. So let's take a break. Let's take a break. Where's my whistle?
2: This is the part where
0: Mike and Kyle take a break. So, so are you ready, Kyle? Yes. So are we back?
1: We're back. <laughs> We're back. Uh, we are going to do our gayest and straightest.
0: We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, Cindy Butts Houghton, where can people find out about my gay life and anything else that you want to show us?
2: whoa anything else you want to show me we'll talk about later um but as far as the podcast my dot you can find us on itunes spotify you can also like us on facebook
0: and we talked about it a little bit during the break uh for patreon where can people find out more about your team
2: we are the seattle majestics so it's the seattle com, or you can go to WNFC football. That's W-N as in Nancy, F as in Frank, C as in Cindy, Mm -hmm. football.com. And that's the league that we play for, and that is the best league there is. They also have WNFC TV, so you can subscribe and learn about the players on all the teams. They're doing a great job just getting everybody out there.
0: Awesome. Thank you. You can learn about our players at (coughs) gayishpodcast.com. You can get all of our
1: social media at Gayish Podcast. We're on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, We have a Discord uh,
0: and Instagram. Yeah. And our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rates apply. Our email is GayishPodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington 98109. Although no one will be the dildo bike
1: painting that your mom sent. So don't <laughs> even try. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: um, yeah. So gays and straightest. Yeah, let's do our gays and straightest. Do you want me to go first?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay great. Uh, so the gayest thing about me this week actually is our discord server. So <laughs> uh, we ne- there's like 650 people on discord And um, we've started just kind of randomly hanging out in the voice channel. And like sometimes it'll be a handful of people here, a handful of people. We had like a dozen people with their cameras on all just hanging out randomly uh, last week. And it was real gay. It was (laughs) real gay. It was real gay. I saw stuff Um, about
1: that and I was like... Why do I feel left? like I don't know what happened. There was like I was trying to piece together who was what. And I was like, what what what, what thing did y'all do? But yeah, I'm trying to get yeah, mostly,
0: into discord. Mostly just brazenly hit on each other from afar. Oh, fun. Yeah. Like, OK. But Dan would have been disappointed. There were no dicks involved. Um, the <laughs> straightest thing about me this week is uh, that Seattle has announced that the name of their NHL team is going to be the Kraken and I. I'm even my little gay heart is just super super excited about hockey coming to town, and that's definitely my straightest of the week. Um, I actually want to go to a game, I'm pretty sure the key arena is going to now be called the crack house. And yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, my excitement for hockey, my weird excitement for hockey that's
1: my straightest thing this week. Man, I, I didn't think about it, but my gayest could have been my l- total and utter lack of interest in that. But no, um, my <laughs> uh, my Gaius is actually. I bought this like uh, foot scrub exfoliator kind of thing. So I've, I I know I haven't used that. I don't feel like straight dudes care about their feet, at least not stereotypically. Um, so not the
2: ones I used to date. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and my straightest is look. I mean, I, yes, I like dudes but I was like walking behind this one that like just had a great booty and I couldn't, I couldn't not notice it. It was looking at me first. Um, so the, just because you're gay doesn't mean you don't see attractive people. True story.
2: I agree. But what about you? All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to start with my straightest thing this week. Okay. Um, I have a slight addiction to the Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> so when they air nonstop during the Christmas season, slash holiday season it's christmas season on hallmark uh, i'm glued to my television whenever i can be i'm literally sneaking away from my toddler to go watch a movie uh and they aired some in july it's christmas in july so they've had about three weeks and i can't wait to go to bed so i could put the tv on and watch a christmas movie and <laughs> oh. <laughs> working from home has been amazing because i can have it on in the background and i love it
1: you must be a big fan of like melissa joan hart then isn't she in all of them
2: She's not in as many as you would think. Lacey oh, okay. Lacey Chabert and Cameron, Candace Cameron Beret. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah those yeah. are the two stars. Okay. Um, and they're fine. They're fine. Whatever. It's, <laughs> they're it's, fine. It helps me. Um, and I think my gayest thing, uh, I, something you guys got to know about me, if we're going to be friends, I'm assuming we will be. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I have an obsession with Melissa Etheridge, which is very cliche. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some weeks it's more intense than others. And I can put a song on and just start to just the tears. It, she just speaks to my heart. And I just, even my daughter, who's four, knows to just walk away when she sees Mama listening to <laughs> Melissa. Just walk away, girl. It's not going to do you any good. So that's my gayest yeah. thing.
1: Et- etheraging out,
2: oh, as yeah. I call it. <laughs> hardcore. Hardcore, yeah.
0: If you want to come to my window, you can serenade me. It'll be great.
2: Okay. But I won't sing that song because I won't hurt her music like that. <laughs> not with my voice. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it a special thank you to cindy vas from my gay life podcast thank you so much for being here well
2: thank you guys for having me i had so much fun hopefully we can do it again yeah and with becca yeah. maybe maybe
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and and thank you to fenton warfield for being fine as fuck i don't know who that is that's the irish guy that i just talked about in the news oh
1: right that was so long ago mike that was that was <laughs> at least an hour ago so i've already moved on okay wow. yeah sure wow. thanks
0: Well, that's it. This has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle
1: Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week.
0: See you next quarter.
2: (gasps) I have one. I can get you you a whistle. (laughs)
1: but the only time i used a whistle was when i was a drum major so it's like the opposite of the
2: sports like i thought you were gonna say when i was in the clubs (laughs) (laughs) blowing my whistle (laughs)